Hello, friends. I thought I'd begin this episode by paraphrasing hip hop producer Timberland when he once said, It's been a long time, long time. Shouldn't have left you, left you. About a wrestling podcast to step to. The last bit's the bit that I paraphrase, but you get the general gist. It's been a while. Hope you guys are feeling good. We're back. It's the wrestling podcast. That's wrestling's about W R S T L I N G. It's all of the graps without the E. My name is Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey. And we welcome you back, fellas. We've missed you. My goodness, it's been a while. Liam's back from the dead. Sort of. Sort of. Admittedly, still feeling still feeling not 100%, quite jaded, in fact. But you don't look any worse than usual. Well, that's good of you to say. Um, I think you're trying to be mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know, I was considering tapping out and then the image struck me of our our good pal Steve who often hits us up on Twitter you know, doing the early shift with his headphones in and nothing coming out of them just absolute silence <laughs> <laughs> or, our, or our man Colin shout out to Colin as well just furiously refreshing the uh his podcast app of choice and nothing sorry, coming Colin. Out. I just couldn't do it I just couldn't do it to these not folks. two weeks in a row no I'm sorry guys I understand we've got a responsibility a duty of care so we're here. We're going to do this thing. It's a whistle stop tour of a couple of shows that we were going to talk about last week. And then we're back on track going forward. You'll be pleased to hear. Um, how's it going, Gareth? Yeah, really well, thank you. Just been a manic week. Uh, I'm on leave from work for two weeks now. So just, yeah, lots to, lots to prepare for. <laughs> very nice. Very nice indeed. Oh, that does sound good. I'm actually um, based in the kitchen today. Normally I'm up in my office and it's a bit nervy because I have my... Uh, my pet turtle tank <laughs> and what i can see now is my new kittens both perched on top of it uh <laughs> sort of hovering like like predators and it's, it's a bit concerning i'm going to try and play it cool for the benefit of this podcast but if you hear a splash or any sort of associated sound you know what's happened anyway got an audience yeah all right let's just jump into this man we've got loads to cover here um and I think the best place to start is DDT Tokyo Dome Cup. So if anybody hasn't seen it or has and didn't follow along with DDT TJPW English accounts uh, guidelines, give the folks at home a bit of a brief explainer as to what the concept was. So basically, this is their like a street wrestling event. So it's like no no ring. So they're wrestling in the Tokyo Dome or around the empty Tokyo Dome, no fans. And then the match consisted of five lots of four-person teams, gauntlet style, to determine the DDT Tokyo Dome Cup inaugural winner. Yeah, it was very cool to see the Tokyo Dome empty like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's just a ginormous venue, isn't it? And it, this was a bit like if you're an AEW fan, this was... The stadium stampede, that's it. This is the stadium stampede on steroids, really. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun, a hell of a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this whole, it was one big match, but just this this show in general was just great. It was a good laugh. It was so fun. Yeah, it, like, yeah. I think if you're on the DDT wavelength, you will love this if you haven't already seen it. But, I mean, if you're somebody that isn't keen on DDT, this isn't going to turn you into a fan. <laughs> Well, this is kind of why I like it so much, because you have the Tokyo Dome Cup on one hand, and that immediately bleeds into the Dio Grand Prix, which is kind of the opposite of that. And it's more your straight wrestling, 
tournament style wrestling that you get in japan so yeah ddt this is what they do they give yeah. you a bit of everything so they're I, that, that's it they i think they're probably my uh preferred japanese promotion for that very reason that they okay. they offer up everything yeah absolutely so plenty of big names in this one you have the the sauna kamina uh chris brooks was in there You've got the Tokyo Joshi Pro team of uh, Makito, Miyamashita, Karin Noah, and Hyper Misao. Again, so bizarre that we've spoken to all but one of that quartet. <laughs> um, but lucky folk we are. Um, Dino was in there. Um, Tetsuya Endo was in there. Just absolutely tons of people. Yeah. Shinya Oki was in there. Loads and loads of people. Really good fun. Um, Kenta Kabashi made an appearance. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it, yeah. It, was, it was great. You know, so like each sort of section of the gauntlet match sort of took place in um, different parts of the generally different parts of the venue. So after each, you know, so it was a, uh, after a single elimination to move on to the next group. Um, and so once, once the fall had happened, they got led to a different part of the, uh, the dome to take on their next competitors yeah, there was a crystal maze quality to this, you know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a reference purely for UK listeners. Um, platform game, maybe a more broad one, but mm. yeah, they just every there was all these different stages or different settings, and it made it so fun because of the the, the way that the wrestlers interacted with their surroundings. There was an awful lot to do, and I just want to shout out in particular. I really enjoyed the efforts of the the TJPW yes. quartet. They stole the show for me. Yeah, for my money, that was like the best section of the the match. Yeah, like, like there, there was just so many great little moments in that. Yeah, I mean, you've probably if you've been on Twitter recently, folks, you've probably seen some gifts flying around. But I do encourage you to seek this out because it is a lot of fun. But this is where someone like a Makito really does mm. excel because she's just so animated and so great and i thought all four of them oh yeah for sure but i i just think the way her character set up in particular is just ideal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah they they picked the four best ones for this although there was a saki akai sighting as well at one yeah point. that i really enjoyed her wandering around the arena trying to sell beer and uh <laughs> was it mao i think she kept beating up mao shimna wasn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very good. And so one of the other kind of interesting things about the match, so they each team put up 100 million yen as like an entrance fee. And so, you know, it was like winner take all. And they, it kind of had a, I don't know if you've seen Squid Game on Netflix, but there were some kind of Squid Game elements that they incorporated into this match as well, which I thought was real fun, you know, taking stuff from popular culture. So, you know, they, I feel like DDT has its finger on the pulse. Yeah, definitely. I think they just understand their audience. You know, that's the main thing. They don't present comedy that their audience isn't going to no. get. It might be comedy that other audiences aren't going to get, but that's not really their problem. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah, overall, it's just just a hell of a lot of fun, this. I also want to shout out as well, Chris Brooks doing the <laughs> the old Hakushi rope walk alongside a barrier, <laughs> and it just went on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> and, like, jumped over, like, a little gap and... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, true to form, as that move should go, as soon as... Uh, it was Takeshita he was doing the move on. And as soon as he broke Chris Brooks's grip, immediately all sense of balance yeah, and equilibrium done. left him. And he was hurtling towards the floor within a, a split second. So that's exactly what I want to yeah. see. So the Sauna Kamina ran the gauntlet here. So first team up, 
and uh, eventually sort of conquered the pheromones plus endo team. Endo gave endo a nice excuse to get his butt out, which he is a big fan of. Yep. And but the final fall turned into wrestle ball, so it was basically a baseball slash wrestling match. Uh, which, but it started off with um, as Liam alluded to, Kenta Kabashi coming out to bat, and uh, Akiyama was uh, was pitching to him and kept throwing terrible, terrible pitches, and so they ended up sort of you know getting into an argument over that. So it was yeah, it was very fun. You know, good if you you're fan of uh classics of all japan and you know early noah like that would have given you a real thrill and it's just so warms my heart seeing kenta and uh akiyama just having a bit of fun together yeah we've spoken about this before with suzuki haven't we you know Mm. these guys that just get it and Mm. are willing to laugh at themselves as well and being on the joke and yeah, yeah it's just wonderful it's really great but yeah but loads of good Good spots in this one. Lots and lots of fun. I must say, though, for what is ostensibly a comedy match, there's a lot of stuff in this oh, that I thought looked absolutely mm. brutal. Absolutely. when our man Takeshita starts chucking around German suplexes yeah. on the plate. Oh, what? So, yeah, it, it was basically, this match was just 90 minutes of me smiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a real feel-good show. So, yeah, my, my advice would just be to, if you've got 90 minutes sit down and watch this it was it was a real laugh um a lot of fun and if you get to the end of it and you think actually that was a bit silly for me i want something a bit more serious then hang around on wrestle universe and grab some of the dio grand prix because there's been some cool stuff going on over there so that you know, th- this is ddt in a nutshell it, mm. it satisfies everybody i think anyway yeah uh, yeah it really really does Okay, mate, good stuff. Um, let's jump over to Chalky P. Yeah, it's been a little while. Been a little while. Forever in our hearts, though. Absolutely. So I'm having to pause to ferry cats <laughs> from <laughs> one end of the table to another. I see. I feel my microphone's about to go flying, so. <laughs> but yeah, Chalky P, this was a big one, actually, because it was mm-hmm. the uh, four-way match. Uh, for the Interim Super Asia Championship uh, with um, Minoru Fujita having been out with uh, injury or illness or both um, recently. So this had uh, Balinaki, uh, Masahiro Takanashi, Yuna Mizumori, Yunamon, and Chon Shiryu in the match. And it is an interesting one because we actually had a I don't know, were we on the phone or were we WhatsApping? Yeah, I think we were just WhatsApping. We were having a quick chat beforehand and we both said it'd be really fun if Chun won. Mm. Just as a bit of a random just shot. Dark, the dark horse, yeah. Yeah. And what do you know? Yeah. He went and did it. Yeah, I, I definitely think he was the real like outsider there. The other three, I think as well, just it's in my mind, I, I feel like I just associate them a lot more with choco pro then you know like sean has become like a real mainstay mm. but yeah the other three to me are like uh yeah like heart and soul of chucky p yeah yeah couldn't agree more but i had no issue with this no whatsoever you know i really am enjoying what i'm seeing from sean and look if we're gonna get sean versus Vegeta down the line which i believe we are sooner rather than later Mm -hmm. i'm all for it that's going to be a badass match but i really enjoy the guy and the 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 match was a lot of fun 
Takanashi earlier in the year is the one that stands out to me, which is a bit of a, an absolute craze fest. They went all over Ichigaya, and that was good fun. So, yeah, I'm all for it. I must say, as a as a match, this probably wasn't my favourite Chocolate mm. Pro match. I've been trying to work out what it was, and I think it was just, it felt very stop-start. Mm-hmm. You know, the flow of it was odd, kind of stuttering almost. You know, you'd get into the frenetic pace that you normally associate with these big sort of choco pro multi-person matches and then it would slow down and it would Mm. speed up and then it would slow down and i think there was something about it that i didn't get into it as much as i Mm. normally would Mm. um it feels odd to you know bring this sort of criticism to a choco pro match because almost always they they leave me satisfied and just to be very clear i did still enjoy this but it just didn't didn't tickle me as much as normal didn't scratch that usual itch. Yeah, that's it. But what I would say, you know, all four had opportunities to look really good mm. and, you know, get some really good spots in. And man, does anybody on the planet sell a loss as well as Palianaki? I just it, feel so heartbroken for him every time. Makes me feel so sad. I just, I just, I hated the fact it was he who got pinned in this as well. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's going somewhere. And, you know, we've, May being over in the US with Emmy and Lulu now, he's all on his lonesome, and that was the absolute last thing he needed. So, yeah, I did feel really bad for him. I did think one thing psychology-wise that I wanted to run by you, though. Okay. So we've seen Aki in two Asia Dream Championship matches this year. Mm-hmm. Both times he's worn his individual attire, or in this particular time he went bit crazy we went with the yellow knee pads on top which is mm-hmm. very exciting what i'm thinking because if you if anybody's listening here has played sport to any level or you know even even just regularly gone bowling or something silly <laughs> like that for me if i if i win or i find i'm doing something well i will do everything in my power to recreate whatever it was i was doing wearing feeling like on that day in hope of capturing whatever magic it was that made me win in the first place now aki and may when they're in their cool as hell best bros uniforms they're effectively untouchable you know they've had a killer year they're over 300 days as champions now which is wild if you were aki character wise why wouldn't you wear the Mm. gear you know you capture that success why wouldn't you kind of walk in feeling like the champ yeah you know that that i thought it was interesting from a character perspective is he's kind of purposely trying to distance himself no they've gone i'm here i'm going it alone Mm -hmm. you know i don't know if this is one of those classic instances where i'm placing my own story (laughs) on top of one that isn't actually there that's part of the beauty of wrestling i think you can do that yeah so that that was my interpretation the Mm. question that i had coming out of that match that's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. Well, just you wait till we get to Dragon Gate, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, overall, lots of fun. Chon, I think, is uh, the right man for the job. Mm-hmm. Excited to see where this goes from here. And anything else from you on this one? Always a treat in the in the undercard. Always a treat seeing Kari Yonayama. Yeah, uh, she's big, the best. Big fan of her. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, so cool. I think she's popping up quite regularly this season as well, which is great. It's been a little treat for me just because I like her under whatever guys she wrestles. 
Yeah, 100%. Okay, mate, let's take a pause for a quick glass of water and then we're coming back for some chat on Dragon Gate. See you in a bit. And we're back. Another show we watched this week after speaking to commentator Jay the other week. Dragon Gate's Gate of Destiny 2021. Our Indeed. first foray into Dragon Gate. Absolutely. And what a good opening salvo. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one, Liam? I just thought as a whole, this, this type of wrestling was very much up my alley. Mm. I just thought this this fits like a glove. I, I love this. This is great. And, you know, crazy that I haven't been watching it, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my main takeaway. I thought this is definitely something I'm going to be watching going forward. Mm. It's ideal for me. I love that. I want to get into this a little bit, but I love that Ultimo Dragon style. You know, you know, he's one of my favorites from yeah. back in the day. And well, let's just do it now. I really feel like there's a distinction between lucha or high-paced Japanese wrestling and what Ultimo Dragon does and what he teaches. Mm-hmm. I really feel like it needs its own category at this point okay you know like you've got lucha libre that's fine we know what that is but what dragon does is a bit of that with submissions with particular strikes you know things like back heel sweep stuff that you don't see mm-hmm. normally so i almost feel like we need to coin a term just so this is a little cleaner going forward yeah. so maybe it's ultimo lucha or something like that but he you know i think the effect that he's had warrants its own category at this mm. point and you can really see his DNA all over this show, you know, right, you know, from the from the opener right to the end. There were different bits. If you've watched any amount of Ultimo Dragon, you'll have picked up on things in here, like, oh, okay, you know, I can see where that's come mm-hmm. from. And it's such is his influence on on this stable. And so yeah, yeah I, that was that was one of the big takeaways for me. It was just wow, gosh, you know, we're really seeing it, particularly in the main event as well. There was mm. there was an awful lot of Ultimo Dragon stuff yeah. in there. As a show as well, I really liked the fact it um, built really nicely. You know, mm. it went, started, and then each match felt in succession better and better. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It was really well paced. And, okay, so here's my deep dive bit I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. This is the bit that everybody's been waiting for. <laughs> we all right? want to talk about the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me, hang in there. <laughs> that I was really interested by the lighting of this mm. show because most Japanese wrestling shows, if you watch them or look carefully, the lighting is very bright. It's very kind of cold. It's white bordering on whitey blue. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the most extreme example that I've come across is Ice Ribbon, yep. which I don't know if that's owing to the name, but it's very yeah. cold looking. Yeah. But even New Japan, it's very bright. This was, this is more, if you're into lighting effects, this is more on the warm scale. The whole thing looked warm and the actual arena itself looked kind of cozy and packed and alive. And I really felt like it meshed well with the actual, the wrestling that you're seeing in the ring, which is the sort of wrestling that gets your blood pumping. It's crazy. It's high octane. So I thought as an overall choice, it really worked, you know, that you got that sense of, this is this is hot this is a hot promotion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i just thought it was interesting because you don't see that in japan no. very often it's very much You're the opposite on. but there we go so if you wanted to talk about lighting or hear about lighting for a little <laughs> bit you're the man for the job no worries we sorted that one out so yeah this this just like you were saying it ticked your boxes definitely did for me as well you know all the names that 
I've been hearing getting talked about people singing the praises online mm. um I felt delivered if if not sort of having that real high-end match kind of I could see such promise in them you know I oh, could see gotcha. why I could see why people are high on them you know because when you're in a big multi-person match you know you don't always have a, enough time to kind of really leave that that mark because you know everybody's got to get their stuff in yeah but for the most part like everybody here that I had heard the names thrown around really really I was like shit and yeah I can't wait to come back and sort of see more of these people or to go back into the Dragon Gate archives and you know see some of their you know tip top singles matches yeah I couldn't agree more you know, Shun Skywalkers your mm. Ben K's Jason Lee these names that you do yeah. read about regularly absolutely they, they look stunning I loved the the kind of different looks of the factions yes yeah 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 and as um, Jay alluded to when we spoke to him, it's very easy to determine who's who. Yeah. You know, I, I like that it's offered up that simply. And you can kind of, as a new fan, it's very mm-hmm. instant almost that you can just grasp onto it. Right. So was there a stable, one particular stable that stood out to you? Like, who are you, who are you hitching your wagon to? Do you know, um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I was really taken by R.E.D. And I yeah. don't know if that was a bit of, not confirmation bias, but that was the, the, the stable I'd heard the most about mm. and knew the most about coming in. So perhaps I was looking for them. But I think R.E.D. I was quite interested by. So yeah, I'll, I'll say them for now. What about yourself? I think, I think I'm going to be a masquerade guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were pretty awesome yeah, too. They they won me over. So I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing more more of that. You know, it may change. So don't you know, in in time. But yeah, that's I think that's initially who's really grabbed me. Well, I think the way we should approach this, because uh, just to let you all know in our personal <laughs> lives, you know, Gareth's not a massive sports guy. Like he likes rugby, which I think will tell you all you need to know. Whereas I'm a big sports guy and I like my football, which also tells you all you need to know. And I feel like we should watch one more Dragon Gate show. And after that, we select our stable <laughs> and it. we stick with it. No, and we no support changes. them religiously through and through like a football team. <laughs> I am... Um... Hey, I, I'm a roller derby person as well. I like some. I like more sport than rugby. I'm so sorry. You're absolutely right. And I don't even really follow rugby, but I do follow roller. <laughs> I do actually follow roller derby. Um, at least I'll be making a more informed choice uh, here than me trying to hitch my wagon to a football team when we were teenagers, just because you know you were like, oh, you've got you've got to have a team. Oh, come on, we're here now. Go on. So this was years and years and years ago. So this right? was like 2003, we 2004, maybe? Yes, and tell the audience who you picked. <laughs> Manchester City, because I like the colour of their kit. This, so for any football fans out there, this was prior to Manchester City being any good. This is when they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just been really fun. Like, if, So Liam supports Chelsea, so just like... If, it's not like I follow this, but if I happen to like catching the news or whatever that Man City of Thumps Chelsea, it just gives me a nice excuse to talk. Which has happened every time yeah. recently. <laughs> it's so a... nice just being able to talk. Oh, I like clairvoyant or something. It's bizarre. What are the odds of picking them? <laughs> crazy, crazy. Uh, there we go. Um, so yeah, look, this was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Love the main event. It was really cool seeing. Mm. You know, after taking in a lot of new stuff there was something quite comforting about catching up with two old friends in yeah. many ways in Yamato and BB Hulk 
And I thought this was a really fun match. Again, you could see the Ultima Dragon all over the place, mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm. with what BB Hulk does. Um, and it was just, it was just great. I really, really enjoyed it. I think Yamato is just an awesome, believable baby face. Yeah. You know? How can you not get behind that man? No, I know. There was just something so likable about him. Whereas BB Hulk just looks really hateable. Yeah. Well, he used to he used to scare me a bit back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, now he's more on the hateable side, that's for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, really good fun. Great, great way to finish the show. And I believe Yamato is up against Ben K next. Um all in for that if that hasn't happened already i certainly saw that somewhere so i really enjoyed the like the body of this match but i did find the finish um a little underwhelming yeah i know what you're saying yeah that that's fair it kind of i think it might have been a different story if we were like hardcore like dragon gate fans like really knew the kind of history there more so but yeah it just felt like a little bit out of the blue you know like it almost felt like the ending of um, Ibushi and Okada recently, you know, just, mm. you know, getting waved, waved off due to a real injury. You know, it just, I know, not obviously not quite the same, but just kind of really, it felt like it was just hitting high gear and then the match ended. Yeah, it was weird. I almost felt like they'd got further along than Ibushi and Okada had done. But I think actually when you look at the timings, they're probably about the same mm. in terms of where the injury occurred, yeah. which is odd. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying, but I, I absolutely, I, I loved the, you know, what we saw up until that point. Yeah, really absolutely. Did get the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we need to so, need to cover more of this. I'd be interested to know from the Dragon Gate diehards, if anybody's listening, you know, was, did you also find for you, was that a sort of abrupt uh, maybe just a slight disappointing ending or you know did that kind of play into their history so yeah is there something we missed there yeah. You know, yeah, yeah yeah help us out also what would be really fun as well is if any of you guys are dragon gate fans tweet us and let us know what your stable allegiance is which faction do you guys stump for that would be really great to know as well we could even set up some sort of fantasy league you know or something <laughs> yeah. i am um, i to tell you who else on this card it made me really happy to see an action hmm. was Dragon Kid. Yeah, Dragon Kid. And Dragon Kid is not young at this no. point as well, but you wouldn't know it. The man but... can still, you know, go like the clappers. Oh, my word. Yeah. Dragon Kid's someone I remember seeing, you know, clips of years and years ago and just thinking, this is out of this world. Mm. Staggering, really, that he hasn't had a bigger platform. Yeah, it, it it is, but you know, I I do think that just was due to the sort of time he kind of came up and was at his peak. Mm. You know, it was kind of now if you were, you know, he'd be in high demand. You know, all the everybody in you know all the American promotions would want him as well. Yeah. You know, he'd be on on shows up and down the country. You know, like he'd be, you know, probably PWG would have hundred percent had him oh, over. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. I don't know if you feel like this, but my interpretation of Dragon Gate back in the day was always that it was like a futuristic promotion. Mm, it was always yeah, yeah. ahead of its time. Yeah. And despite really setting the 
the template for what is the prevailing style all across the world yeah. now, in many ways. I did still get the sense that this was a couple of steps ahead. Yeah, it's very forward-looking, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really was. So I'm thinking, I'm seeing things here I haven't seen before, and, and that's awesome, amazing, really. The other thing it really confirmed is that, you know, I can see why its fans are so passionate about it. Yes. Like, they're real zealots for Dragon Gate. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I could really get on board with that. And I, I feel like I might go the same way, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm just dead keen to to see more, get more to grips with some of the sort of the characters here, see, you know, more of the, you know, the next generation of stars here that kind of seem to be coming up. You know, yeah. Jackie, Funky, Kamai, you know, I thought was real fun as well. Mm. So, yeah, it'd be really interested to sort of see where he goes. And yeah, like was dead into Shin Skywalker. Yeah, um, there's actually too many to name, isn't there? I'm yeah. just looking down the list now. I'm like, crikey, that this there's a lot of really. Yeah, you could just you could basically just name everyone on the roster. Name everyone, you? top drawer. I think um, Jay almost said as much, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and I I really like I've really enjoyed seeing Ata. You know, like his appearances in um over in Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just great seeing How and Keno oh, here as well. Like they, I always want to see Keno. He's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's so good. He's he's one of my absolute favorites. You know, he's uh, I would would be shocked if he doesn't put an appearance in our end of year list. Oh god, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, near the top, I would have thought. And he, am I right in thinking that he's challenging? Mochisu, Mochisu, yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because for the he title. obviously picked up the national title from Segura. Um, which is awesome as well. I do like the collaboration here. Yeah. This is good stuff. So yeah, really cool. And I think it benefits both Noah and Dragon Gate. Definitely, definitely. And it's interesting because they're not, I think on, you know, from a, a top-down perspective, they're not natural bedfellows. No. But it does seem to work perfectly well. Like as, you know, as a Venn diagram, there are, you know, two very, uh, two very lightly overlapping circles, you know, just a, a slither. Yeah. in terms of you know what they what they bring to the table so it's interesting to see you know where they can work together and share share talent and you know do interesting things but a big part of that seems to come down to the lek uh company's president being so so keen on, yeah. on wrestling yeah, yeah yeah it's cool right I'm, I'm all for it um another thing as well just for you dragon gate listeners out there um we, we're keen to dive into the back catalogue now that we're on the network. So if there are any particular shows or matches you think we should be checking out or help us on our journey mm. of learning more about the wonders of Dragon Gate, then please, please, please do tweet them at us. We'd be absolutely delighted to receive those. Um, it's at Wrestling Pod. That's Wrestling About the E. But of course, we'll go through the socials at the end too. But yeah, so I think overall, really glad we've embarked on this journey yes. with Dragon Gate. We're going to do some more stuff with them over the couple, over the coming months. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Any final thoughts before we move on? Multi-man Dragon Gate action is still incredible. Yeah, that's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Okay, let's park that there. All right, folks, um, we're nearly at time. So what do we got on tap for next week? We're going to be hanging around in the States, actually. For, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, for a pair of Game Changer Wrestling shows. Oh, no. They seem to have been really on fire lately. Man, yeah, they've got some really cool I'm looking cards. excited Absolutely. to dip my toe back in there. 
you know, since, you know, a lot's happened since we last spoke about GCW. Yeah, 100%. In particular, this Evil Deeds show, which is coming up. Mm. You've got uh, Rini Amashtas on the card. Yeah, okay, right. We're a bit transparent. You know why we're here. But Rina's there and she's bloody awesome. You've got Matt Cardona versus Alex Shelley. Wow. Style clash. That's going to be great. Yeah. I'm super interested in that. Ali Catch versus Chelsea Green. There's loads of yeah, stuff going on. Charlie Evans on like the card. It. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be great. And then we're also, I think, if we're brave enough, going to we'll dip into... Go back. The, yeah, we're going to go back for a second helping Round of the two. Nick Gage Invitational. This is the NGI 6. We did cover the NGI 5, if you were with us back then. Uh, you may recall that it wasn't exactly our cup of tea. If you didn't listen to that episode, why not go check it out ahead of next week's one? But we approach these things with an open mind. Yeah. We're here to be, well, we want to enjoy it. So, um, you know, fingers crossed. And also having learned a bit more about Nick Cage, Nick Cage, Nick Gage. I like Nick Cage as well. But having learned a bit more about Nick Gage in the, you know, the, the months after that show, I think I am going to go into this one mm. with my eyes you know, the scales from my eyes. I'm excited to see a bit more from that dude. And yeah, who knows? Might might do the trick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited either way, I think. I think we're in for, in for a treat. Yeah. So there we go, folks. That's two GCW shows. If you want to watch along with us, check them out. They're on the uh, Fight app. You can get them on there. And I think that pretty much wraps us for this week. So folks, thanks for bearing with us once again. Really glad to be back in your headphones or however you choose to listen to us uh, if you want to have a chat with us we really do enjoy it so please do come over to twitter and instagram we're at, at wrestling pod that's wrestling about the e you can drop us an email it's wrestling pod at gmail.com again wrestling about the e you can go to wrestlingpod.com for all the links you need links to our personal twitters where to listen all that good stuff and that's us people so look have a wonderful weekend Really hope you guys enjoy yourselves and we'll catch you next week. Stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the grabs.